This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Heads up. This podcast contains explicit language. Hey, everybody from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. It's September 22nd, New Music Friday, and I'm here with critic and reporter Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. From WXPN and the host of the podcast Serious Rap Shit, John Morrison. Yo, yo, yo. Also here is writer and critic Letitia Harris. What's up, everybody? It's a pretty bonkers release day, even with the Drake record being pushed to October. Kylie Minogue, Yule, Chai, The National, Mickey Blanco, Lorraine James, so many more. They all have new albums out this week. But let's start with one of the year's most anticipated releases from Doja Cat. Her new album, Scarlet, is out now. This is the song Demons. Doja Cat, as we know her, is practically dead. When you listen to the record, Doja rejects her status as a pop phenomenon, citing career burnout as a key factor. And sonically, that shows up in a desire to orient Scarlett around a masculine hip-hop sound. We have tracks that are reminiscent of Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Wayne, Eric the Architect, even Busta. And visually and culturally, we have Doja kind of trolling her fans with devil worship. And I think for, you know, Doja fans, this release is going to be pretty alienating. It's definitely not the fun, sparkly pop that we're used to. It is very grimy, it bangs, it's fun, it's fresh. I think that any pop star needs like a just like a little giving like the audience and, and the observers of your art a little bit of heat you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and there are a lot of songs on here where i feel like doja who's who's you know kind of like a naturally playful artist a lot of the mm-hmm. uh the stuff that she's saying on these records are kind of like a like yeah you know you love me and you're you know my fan base and you know but still it looks like we don't give a shit. Looks like we don't give a shit. Looks like we don't give a shit. You gotta play with the audience a little bit because it keeps them real. The like, it's a reminder that I'm a human being. Or do you mean like it just sort of? I don't know. It's important to keep upending their expectations. I think upending expectations, but also a, a reminder that an artist is an artist. You know, uh, product. product, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but you still have living, breathing human beings and an artist making this kind of music. Sometimes it's gonna be a little messy and confrontational, as it should be. It's a healthy mentality when she tells her fans, like, you don't know me. I think she said, get a life, like, stop living in your parents' <laughs> basement, get a job. Which, I mean, she's funny, she's got bars. You felt like she was talking directly to you. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's to, Serena, to your point, like that's healthy for the artist and for the mm-hmm. fandom. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. There's obviously some next level not giving a shit about what anyone thinks on this. But, you know, overall, I thought the album was pretty introspective and, and relatively restrained, especially in the back half. It's not all bangers. She doesn't come out swinging on all of these songs. You know, if you listen to, like, the song, Go Off. Or Gora Hills or Can't Wait. You know, she kind of lets her guard down a little bit. Yeah, often gave me a similar kind of feeling that you had, Robin, where she's kind of given us, like, this soulful, softer singing style it's it's not all going for the throat the other thing i really love about the song often is that it's also a little stranger a little off kilter uh, mm-hmm. a little quirkier there's some sort of jazz influences kind of woven in there that I really like. She does that on Love Life, too. I feel like she came into this feeling like she had something to prove, and it just feels like a really interesting and exciting development. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right, again, that's Doja Cat. Her new album out now is called Scarlet. Let's go next to the rapper and singer Mickey Blanco. They've got a new EP out today called Postcards from Italia. This is the song Tequila Casino Royale. Drunk as a skunk in Las Vegas, Nevada decade, Mickey Blanco has been making some very unique and daring records. But this new record is cool because it has a very specific emotional tone that struck me. It's a very short EP, six songs, but the record is full of these wistful songs about love and desire, but it's, it's not just romantic love, right? Listening to this record, I got the feeling that Mickey Blanco was writing from a place where they it feels like they're in love with being alive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not to be too dramatic, but no, that's, yeah, for that's, sure. That's what immediately hit me. But no, there's definitely this kaleidoscopic utopian vibe across yeah. the album, for sure, and like a a, a real uh, cosmopolitan vibe. All of it is very catchy. I love sincere music. I love when music is not presented behind 
these layers of irony you know what i'm saying just like i sometimes i want a very heartfelt sentiment and i got a lot of that from mickey blanco on this record i, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this it's very weird it's very odd but it's like really singular and the way they narrate these experiences and these feelings that they're having is just so fun to me and like you said it's very accessible but when you listen to the lyrics it's just like such a stream of consciousness like it's like a five-year-old telling you about how great their day was and i'm just like (laughs) like i listened to this whole record smiling all the way through and i'm like i want to be exactly where you are you are so passionate i say too much and then you bless and it's over a daisy chain amongst the garden of clovers Call a spade a spade Yeah, you're breaking away Said you're leaving today, said you're making me pay I don't see it that way It To me, I'm always impressed when an artist can somehow keep one foot in the past but push things so forward. And when I listen to a song like Magic on My Back, it sounds to me like what everyone will think of as vintage soul and R&B 50 years from now. Baby, tell me something sexy Oh, baby, bring me to my knees Oh, when you're moaning out in ecstasy Right next to me is where you always need to be Magic on My Back stood out to me for very similar reasons. It feels like something that is taken from, you know, this long and beautiful continuum of soul music. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a line where Mickey Blanco says, uh, right next to me is where you always need to be. That's like something straight out of Smokey Robinson's song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Yeah. But there's also this rootsy blues rock feeling on that song. This this record is very eclectic, but it's not like a showy, like a look at me kind of eclecticism. It all feels very natural. Mickey Blanco, their new EP again is called Postcards from Italia. There's also a new album out today that we're loving from the artist known as Yule. Y-E-U-L-E, Yule. It's called Soft Scars. This is the song For You, I-12. Meal, they're this artist kind of interested in a sort of cyber futurism, this like avant-garde futuristic sound. And here they pull back a little bit. This music is still kind of informed by technology, but more in this throwback nostalgic way that I kind of think of as like in this Y2K moment 
where some music was starting to sound like phones and computers and dial-up and mm. these like you know the buttons that you used to hear when you pressed your landline phone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it all is also informed by the sentiment of that era where people were still really optimistic about the internet and technology and what a great utopian thing it could be that it could bring people together that it could connect us it could you know alleviate some of the ills of the world but it's also kind of a deeply isolating thing and you know on certain songs like software update such a funny name you know they're kind of grappling with this of you know i'm never alone i'm inside your phone <laughs> Or, you know, when I leave my flesh, you can download my mind and take out the pretty parts for you. The future's looking so bright. Oh, man, it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is terrifying. So, you know, I love what you said about the moment where early 2000s, the relationship to technology was still this inviting thing. And now we have a more cynical approach to it. But it's still interesting to me how they're navigating that relationship, especially how it affects their personal relationships. Because to me, this is like grief informed music that still manages mm. like a lightness, a very inviting quality. They talked about how in the wake of losing a friend, they had filled eight journals of their feelings and then dissected every single feeling. You say that analytical desire to categorize our feelings and our emotions come through in these different songs, like the way that Yule kind of goes through different places and like different genres. I mean, I love anyone who can make hardcore screamo metal like that play so nicely with all these these other sounds. And they do that so brilliantly across this whole record. And it's funny sometimes too, like on the yeah. song Daisies. They're singing like, sweetness, gentle, kind of mental. And then there's just like this metalhead screaming overlaying that right. vocal. I love the way that they play with these contrasts too. And then there's this sweet, beautiful, lovely little piano piece called Fish in the Pool. just the perfect contrast to, to everything else that you've heard up to the point that this song comes. Because, you know, in a lot of ways, this is very much a studio album where everything is being assembled, right, and manipulated in a studio. And then you get this very unadorned moment where it's just, you will add a piano and you kind of hear all this, these other noises in the background, birds chirping in the background, and it's this sweet little waltz. 
But I love these tracks because you literally have no idea where they're going to go. And I think that's so reflective of how we experience our emotions. And I think that really speaks to this reintegrating into the body and just figuring out how to feel again. Because, you know, technology dampens all of our emotions and experiences so much. This is such an interesting combination of, I'm going to try my hardest to feel <laughs> in the wake of all this technological experience, I guess. Ewell is the artist. Their new album is called Soft Scars. We've got several more releases that we still want to highlight for you this week. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Now more than ever, your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, all tailored to your short- and long-term goals. Backed by the strength and stability of a top-10 commercial bank, their dedicated experts work with you to build lasting success. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial, a member FDIC. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact. We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So the work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer. To learn more, go to cancer.org. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Serena Turos, John Morrison, and Letitia Harris. We're doing a quick rundown of our picks for the best albums out now on September 22nd. That includes a new one from Kylie Minogue. She's back with her 16th album today. 16. It's called Tension. This is the song, You Still Get Me High. When it comes to me and you Busy breaking every room we were up, we were down, maybe this is something brand new I remember the night, how you looked in the light An electric feels never felt so real when you held me tight How you said my name, on the ground it rained Now we're all that up and I just can't bring myself to say Baby, baby, goodbye I was a prom DJ in the 80s. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? There's one more season of Stranger Things left, so... Listen. Oh, my God. They gotta bring me in. What I love most about this album is how much you can hear Kylie's influence on today's current pop landscape, you know? I hear Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, (laughs) There's Charlie XEX, Robin. And it's so exciting to hear her lineage at the same time that we're hearing this really solid return to form. There's Eurodance, there's 90s House, there's 80s Synth, there's Club Grime, and even what I'm going to call Trap Bogum, which seems like it's trap shouldn't what? work. Trap Bubblegum. Oh, Bubblegum, Bubblegum, yeah. I know, it seems like it shouldn't work, but I think it 
totally does. Tension is such a great name for this album because she teases you and then she gives you what you want. You know, like on that song, 10 out of 10. Body, 10. Touch, 10. Energy, 10. 10 out of 10. Body, 10. Touch, 10. Energy, 10. 10 out of 10. Give me some time. Top of the line. Looks so good. Should be a crime. Running your mind all day and all night. I just feel like she's so good at embracing her U.S. fan base and she's like, I'm here to give you silly bangers. You know, what about it? <laughs> We're just here for a good time. My first thought was that this feels like a post-club album, which is sort of, I mean, that's Kylie Minogue's thing. You know, that that's sort of her whole vibe. The rhythm is still pulsing through you. Uh, your ears are still ringing, but you're coming down, or it's the moments after you've left the club. But the album is really almost the inverse of that. It starts off in that space a little bit, but by the end of the album, it's like she's she's gone right back to the club. You know, it's like she she shakes off whatever haze she was left in from the night before, and she just wants to get right back out there. Like, what is it with all of these pop artists releasing these summer albums at the end of the summer? I'm like, this would have killed in May. I mean, keep it did. Keep the party but, going. Yeah. You gotta, it's to keep the party going. In pop, summer is the vibe, not the time of the year. Like, Kylie's mm. going to keep the summer going until December. You know what I mean? State of mind. We're going to be riding this high. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to be riding this high for as long as we possibly can. Kylie Minogue, the album again is called Tension. Let's go next to the British electronic producer and artist Lorraine James. I mentioned she's got a new one coming out today. It's called Gentle Confrontation. This is the song, Let You Go. I, 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 Talk about a headphones record. I just think the sounds on this album are just wondrous. I mean, they're... yeah, she's really good at the sound design. Yeah, 
Lorraine James is a London-born electronic music producer, and over the last few years, she's been releasing these really beautiful and diverse projects. She put out a record in 2021 called Reflection that played with uh, older electronic music genres like UK Garage. There was a lot of techno and like old school rave. And for this latest record, Gentle Confrontation, Lorraine James has said that she wanted to make the type of record that she would have made as a teenager, which as somebody who spent a lot of time in the crib as a teenager making beats and being like very much into that, I love that idea and I love that that's something that that's an aesthetic and a feeling that she wanted to revisit as an adult. So on this record, she's still exploring a lot of those influences that she played around with on Reflection, but I feel like the song craft is a little sharper here and there's an emotional depth that Lorraine James brings to a lot of these tracks. They're very rich. There's a lot of gorgeous sound design on a lot of these tunes. You mentioned the emotional depth of this record, John. That was something that really struck me too because I mean, I was I was sort of awestruck by all the synths and analog sounds and what she's doing with them across this record, the polyrhythms and how she chops everything up. It's really incredible. But at the heart of it all is this deep soulfulness. You know, it's not robotic or synthetic, even when the sounds get kind of icy. And I don't know, I, I think it takes a deft hand to be able to coax this much soul and, and emotion out of machines like this. Yeah, there's a three song stretch in the middle of this album that I think really shows the breadth of what she can do. You know, it starts with Glitch the System. And then it goes into IDMU, great funny title. And then ends with one-way ticket to the Midwest, parentheses, emo. Those are three really distinct worlds of sound. And yet, you know, she's still kind of using the same key tools and instruments to, to take you to those different places. Yeah, this Lorraine James is playing around with UK Garage, drum and bass, but she takes them and makes these intimate electronic songs out of them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, a beautiful record that uses dance music designed for public experiences, the club and raves and, and that sort of thing but she flips it on his head and uses those styles of music to create these private, very intimate songs. All right, again, that's Lorraine James. Her new album is called Gentle Confrontation. 
As I mentioned, it's a crazy packed release week, so if you check the description of this episode in your feed, you'll see an expanded list of all the other notable releases that we're tracking this week. But before we go, let's take a minute to go around the room real quick and flag some of our other favorites out today. Letitia, we'll start with you. I'm going to shout out Dochi, who is very quickly becoming my leading lady in the hip-hop landscape. She released the single Pacer earlier this week. It's this grimy, drill, intense, menacing track. It's kind of like a track you would expect to hear from Rico Nasty when Rico is at her peak. And I think it's just really, really an exciting example of just how versatile Doji is, like how many places she can go. Serena. The duo of Meg Duffy and Gregory Ullman have an album out today under the name Duffy and Ullman, and the album is called Doubles. They're both guitar players, and it's completely instrumental. And they work off of each other in this really beautiful way. They use repetition as this framework of the first half of the album, and they slowly expand it outward, and they become more playful and warm. And I think it really rewards, like, attentive listening by design. John? Yeah, my pick this week is Introducing the new album from MoMA Nadon and Sky. Omar Nadon and C. Scott are a duo of hip-hop producers from Pittsburgh. And as you can probably tell from the title of this record, the album is not only an ode to their home city and its native slang, it's also a tribute to classic instrumental hip-hop albums like DJ Shadow's Introducing. So you get it, Yin's Introducing. Mm. <laughs> Put them together. So this record not only has uh, shades of 90s instrumental hip hop, there's also references to record digging, vinyl culture. Introducing is just warm, it's soulful, it's quirky. It's perfect for people who like beats and instrumental hip hop. And this is one that actually came out last week. All right, and I have to note that The National Surprise dropped a new album this week on Monday. It's called Laugh Track. Losing my momentum, losing my mind. Not enough to mention, not enough time. I can't even say what it's about. All I am is shreds of doubt. This is a band that I've kind of been in and out of love with over the years. I, I think their work has gotten a lot more interesting as they've collaborated more with other artists on their last couple of albums. Phoebe Bridgers, Bon Iver, Roseanne Cash, they all make appearances on this new one. 
Um, I need to spend more time with it, but it seems to be an album, you know, like a lot of work by The National about the never-ending search for uh, and assessing of and, and figuring out what matters most in life, our relationships with technology and with each other and just sort of the purpose of everything. But I've really been enjoying this creative stretch that The National has been in. The new album, again, is called Laugh Track. And that'll do it for this week's show. My thanks to Serena Turos, John Morrison, and Letitia Harris. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank y'all. Thank you, guys. <laughs> see y'all later. As I mentioned, you'll see a list of everything that we talked about and played, along with an expanded list of other notable releases out now in the episode description. You can also hear just the songs by themselves in NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. And a reminder that the best way to stay in touch and keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlist features, and more is with our newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.